fantasy news, fantasy updates, fantasy clowning. We doing it all the time, baby. Champ and chump, fantasy dump. I'm your host, Chump. <laughs> the champ's here. I'm with my boy, Champ. We call him Commiss Tommy B. Forfeiting a season to get picks for the next year? Is it worth it? I mean, he's a nut job and a half, man. <laughs> Damn, boy. Champ and Chump, fancy dumb. All right, folks, here we go. Champ and the Chump, Fantasy Dump, your boy, Champ. How you doing today, man? It's Thursday. It's almost it's a week from NFL. How do you feel? I am pumped. I'm so excited for this. Oh, I have nothing else going. Let's go, man. We got the the games next week. We got the Chump opening the gyms back up next week, too. Let's go. Oh, man. I got a job, folks. I got a job. <laughs> Oh, it's going to be great, man. I'm excited. I can't wait to see some some real live NFL football. You know, we, we missed the preseason just because it was football, but man, I'm just ready. 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 So excited for it. All right, so folks, we got news. I mean, since we last talked to you, we talked about Leo getting cut. Leo got a new home. Still same state, just at a different mindset. He's at now a Super Bowl ring chasing mindset. Um, He's with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Mish. How do you feel about this? Do you do you like this fit for him? I, I honestly don't know how to feel about it. I mean, like I said last week, I don't think he's been the same since LSU. Like, he hasn't been the same player. He just looks like he's plodding through, and then he'll break a big one here and there. It's, I mean, his yards per carry, it's just one little stat of all the many stats out there, but it's never been that great. Uh, I, just, I don't know what they're doing in Tampa. I mean, they want running backs. They've been, you know, working people out. They signed McCoy, and they drafted Vaughn. It's like, I don't Arians keeps saying he likes Jones, and Jones is the guy. It's not the guy. He's definitely not the guy. There's no way. Yeah. You don't you don't pick up Leo Fournette if if Ronald Jones is your lead back. Sorry. Right, and I think I want to say that his contract is almost similar to what he had in. He's like gonna be able to make almost four million. I mean, he's incentive based for sure. But. Well, he's he's making. I think it's like two with incentives up to four. Yeah. But he's still getting paid the three or four whatever it is in Jacksonville still because he got cut. So like technically, I think it's like seven to eight. For a year, which is fine. I mean, oh, yeah. I, he's getting he's getting paid more than he's ever got paid for in his life, and he's playing with Tom Brady. So I think it's a good deal for Leo. It's just yeah, I think it's a better football fit than a fantasy fit. Yeah, and I mean, it takes one one bad hit for one of those guys to go down, and it makes them just as juicy as before. So I wouldn't like obviously if we drafted last week and people that got Leo, they might be butthurt about it. But I still honestly hold on to him. I definitely won't start him week one, but. Even with Rojo, too, though, it's like... It's tough to know, like, what's going to happen, though. That was my thought process with this entire thing. Is like, Leo can catch the rock, and he has film on catching the rock. And with Rojo there, but they got... Key, that's the thing, is the issue. They, they drafted Keyshawn Vaughn, who's that... Kind of that gadget, pass-catching running back. Am I wrong? I'm, I think that's what he was. I mean, he's a... Yeah, he was just kind of just a... I think it was a three-down back at Vanderbilt, I think he was where he's from. So he did yeah. it all there. And then they still got McCoy, who's, I mean, he's mostly a passing down back, I'd say, at this point in his career. Is he making the 53? It sounds like, I mean, every time Arians comes out and says something, he's talking up one of his running backs. It's like, well, now you got five of them, so which ones are going to be? You're going to carry five running backs on your roster? So weird to me. Like, yeah, I just, I don't, 
I don't, I mean, I don't like McCoy there, obviously. I mean, I, now it just muddies the water for fantasy in general. Yeah, it's going to be a great for your team. Your guys are ring chasing. I get it. I'm not, I mean, the, the better running back, every, every running back in that skill set or that room has talent and that's good for your team, but it's not good for fantasy because that means they're just going to share the load just like everybody else. Like, just, I don't know. Patriots are a little bit different because they have, I mean, they got their pass catching guy and they got their running guy, like running back guys. Right, kind of like, split up traits a little bit. This one just muddies it because Leo can do both. Uh, Sean McCoy can do both. Um, I don't know. Ronald Jones, I guess they said is the number one. And it's like, what is that? Obviously not. What does that mean? Yeah. I Yeah, it's frustrating that well, it just muddies up fantasy because like we like clean cut. Like, all right, that's number one. That's mm-hmm. number two. We can get it. But now it's like, where is Leo Fitness? Is he the second? Is he the third? Is he just waiting in the wings for someone to get in? Like, there's so many options. Like, why even have Shady McCoy there? There's no point. Or, yeah, why draft Keyshawn Vaughn? I don't get that either. Like, they've been saying, Aaron's been saying the whole time Jones is a guy, but then you go and draft Vaughn, then you sign McCoy, then you bring some comments out about maybe they could get Devontae Freeman, but he was too expensive. And then you go out and sign Fournette. So it's like, what? I mean,. I like Arians. I like the way he handles himself and everything. It's great press conferences and everything. But like at this point, like what am I? Can I trust what he's saying? Well, they're doing. Yeah, I mean, you can try. I mean, the thing is, they're doing the L.A. Rams of two years ago, where they're just going all in. They have a hundred and seventy thousand dollars left of their cap space. That's it. One hundred seventy thousand dollars. So if someone gets injured, they can't go pick somebody up. Like their practice, it's like the hundred seventy thousand dollars doesn't even cover a practice squad player. You know what I mean? Like right. So it's like the the Golden State Warriors of the NFL right now, creating that super team. Yeah, but they don't have enough. I mean, I think that's different because football they get injured every every week. You know what I mean? It's different sure. than it is NBA where it's it's high risk, but like fuck it. I mean, Tom Brady's known to negotiate. He'll backload his contracts all day. He you know, f- which I respect. I think that's the way to go. But we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, I have. I am kind of pumped having Leo in my in my dynasty. I think he's a great dynasty now in Tampa Bay. Is it what is his? Uh, was it just a one year contract? Right. Yeah, I think so. I think it's just a one. I mean, one year. Yeah, it's definitely one year. But knowing if he plays well, oh yeah, and Ronald Jones does not, they're gonna get rid of Ronald Jones. Obviously, Shady's one year deal. Um, Keyshawn Vaughn will be the pass catching guy. It would be like a Derrick Henry, Darrington Evans type deal, which. I mean, hopefully, but again, you you just pointed the pointed out that Fournette has not shown what people thought he was. I mean, coming out of college, it was kind of like the next Adrian Peterson, like a man amongst boys type mentality when he's in college, and it hasn't correlated to the extent he's a, definitely a top twenty running back, but to the extent of what of Adrian Peterson, who's a who's a Hall of Famer, he's a great. I mean, and a great fantasy running back. Leo is not that. He's a, definitely a wide, a running back two type guy um he's not your lead dog so it's interesting i i'm i'm we are both perplexed i think in this because we don't really know what to say how he's gonna play um i'm excited for the tampa bay buccaneers but again they have so many weapons i mean it's hard to it's hard to know what's gonna happen out there in tampa man we're gonna have to we have to see it to believe it at this point you know without the preseason and stuff we can't believe all these beat writers and stuff as much as we want to we're gonna have to wait and see week one 
maybe even a few weeks into the season we'll, until we know who is the actual guy, if there's an actual guy. Could have a you know 49er situation where like Mostert, Coleman, Brito last year, where you, you know week to week it could be a whole different player being the RB1 in Tampa. All right, so this is like a thing. Is Do you like not having a preseason or do you like dislike it like for fantasy reasons? I don't know if I can say a yes me. or a no because, I mean, it does help, but it also, I mean, boosts so, – like last year, uh, I remember David Montgomery. Like he got boosted so much because of preseason. He made like a nice little cut and he scored a touchdown, and then he like boosted up like a round or two in ADP. And I think it was like the year yeah. before it was Royce Freeman – out in Denver like mm. he scored like every preseason game and he was just going to be this super good guy and then Philip Lindsay came out week one and then just blew everybody away that's my thing is I think it throws more curves mm-hmm. in the preseason than anything else it does but again I like I don't yeah it's but tough. you like to see the dudes on the field to see how they play you know regardless of if they're going to be the the number one week one or you know maybe down the road they might be but you at least get to I see mean, them against some NFL level talent rather than that college tape that you see on them where you know maybe five or six guys on the field are going to make the NFL whereas in preseason it's you know more like eight to ten guys on the field are going to make the NFL like make the actual roster so it's good and bad yeah I hear you all right folks well I mean that was the news I mean there's I mean Josh Gordon got reinstated from Seattle which was uh, whatever I mean signed but not reinstated oh excuse me so what does that mean? He's still waiting to hear from the NFL, like if he's gonna be reinstated. I don't know. What did he do? What happened? Is it another marijuana thing? Or like what? I want to say it was drug related. Jesus, dude. Talk about a guy with fucking nine lives. Dude, he gets. I talk about if A B. I mean, like mm-hmm. substance abuse and PED policies. Well, That's he's what he was Greek. suspended for. Uh, he's a Greek guy, so he's definitely taking some juice. There's no. <laughs> his, he, his body is insane. I. I mean, just like everybody else in the NFL. Yeah, but uh, he's, he mean, got caught. Yeah, he's he just got, he, he's yeah he's under a different microscope than most players though. So like if he's taking anything, they're gonna catch him because he's under the substance thing. So they test him, I think almost every other day. It's like probation. Right. Period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, since 2013 was the year in Cleveland where he blew up for those 1600 yards, and since then we haven't really. I mean, it's just been all hype pretty much. You know, he oh, had his time hype. in Cleveland, New England. Seattle and he's never it's just been a name guy like his name has gotten him drafted and gotten him picked up and stuff we just haven't seen the production stick with him since that big year in Cleveland I'm tired of talking about it. I mean like yeah if he gets restated cool yeah I'm, I mean I don't it doesn't affect anything in Seattle to me like I'm still Lockett and Metcalf are still going where they're going yeah he'll be wide receiver three four I mean Paul Richardson's there so he'll fight for that I mean he's definitely a bigger body so it might be a home run threat but nothing to the point of of picking them up like some knuckleheads in our squad in our, <laughs> like, come quick on, to the waiver wire on that one desperation is a stinky cologne bro a little stinker tinker action all right folks this is what we're going to talk about today though we are going to talk about the people we haven't talked about <laughs> so the guys that we haven't talked about i think through this entire thing i feel like people that are like under the radar that we like and or don't like we want to show show that out but we just haven't talked about we have i think we get we fall in love with players and we just talk about them all the time these are the guys that we really haven't talked about much but they are definitely have some fantasy implications or they don't or we think they're going to be bust so it's going to be a different episode um this is a week before the game so we're gonna have so much shit to talk about the next couple weeks next 16 17 18 weeks that we're going to be pumped to talk about but as of now we are just going to talk about the people that fly under the radar the ones that we that aren't that sexy 
or they are sexy that we just forget. You know, the the girls that glow up. You know, like damn, <laughs> what? Look at you. You just grow. What's up? How are you? Where'd you come from? What's your name again? <laughs> Let's go, Mish. I want you to start, champ. All right, I'll hit you. Uh, I feel like we talked about him kind of early in the you know earlier in the off season, but it's a guy Tyreek Hill, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, obviously, he's like a you know he's a first second round pick. He's a wide receiver four in consensus ranks, and his ADP is nine. So I mean that's his ADP is going in the first round. Uh, I see a lot of leagues he goes in the second round, but that's definitely the the last chance you're gonna have at him in the second round. Uh, obviously, he's the fast probably the fastest dude in the league, if not you know. He's definitely top three or so. Uh, but last year, it was just like a tale of three different seasons for him. Uh, week one came out, got the collarbone injury, and he was out for the next five weeks. And then week six, he comes back. And he only played half the snaps, but he still put up 80 yards and two touchdowns. And then the next uh, next five weeks, so the middle part of the season, he just went off. And he just he averaged almost 20 half PPR points per game in that little strand there in the middle of the season. So he was... I mean, he was paying dividends at that point if, you know, if you got by without him for those first five weeks. But then in week 11, he got hurt again. He got a little hammy injury. And then he had his bye week. So he got, you know, got time to recover a little bit. But those last five games of the season, you know, he's back down to 11 half PPR points per game. So almost half the production he was putting up in those middle five games there. No, he remind we're Michigan guys. So he reminds me of like a Joel Zumaya. Oh, okay. <laughs> I had to think about that name for a second. Uh, the Chapman of our era. Yeah. He throws 103 mile an hour fastball. It just doesn't seem to sustain. It just, there's always bumps. There's always something. Tommy John surgery, done. Can't talk about it. I am fearful that Tyreek Hill, granted he's, I think, different because he has different skill sets just besides the home run threat. Obviously his speed, but he can route run like a motherfucker as well. But he, you just said, like he's hasn't stayed healthy. And that's a risk while drafting him high that you're willing to take because he does he'll win you weeks he will throw up 25 fantasy to 30 fantasy points sometimes and you're like yes but then again he'll throw to you 10 you know and like as mm-hmm. a wide receiver one if that's your wide receiver one right that's hard that's hard to manage when you're expecting at least 15 plus and that five points is huge especially when you need it it's either i mean he's either your wide receiver one or he's your overall number one you know he could be the best player in your team, the number one guy you drafted. And you need him to go out there every week and not win you the week, but definitely contribute. And it just seems like sometimes he just he's not there. I don't know. I just I can't find myself to to draft Tyreek that early. It just seems like I never get him because I I'm just not ready to take him. And you know, I was I was looking at the ADPs and stuff and looking at some other guys later. And it's like if you want Tyreek Hill, why not go get like Amari Cooper two rounds later? Amari Cooper's wide receiver 14 in the middle of the third round, and they they both have inconsistencies, and they both have huge weeks. God, dude, that's the nail. That's the uh, you hit the nail on the head, or the hail, head on the nail, um, <laughs> whatever you want to say the saying it may be. But that's exactly my. That was that's a perfect example. Like, why don't wait two two rounds to get Amari Cooper? Yeah, he pisses you off. Well, Tyreek's going to piss you off, too, because he's either going to pull a hammy or throw up a dud. Like, he'll throw a, a two-reception game. And you're like, maybe that's just the way that Kansas City Chiefs, because they have so many studs, plays. But you can't put your eggs in that basket as, a I think, your first-round pick or your early – it's hard for me to do that, in my opinion. Yep. I, but, again, I've never had him either on my fantasy team, so I don't know how to react towards him. That's but true. I'm just seeing his, his, his inconsistencies – and I'm like, I would hate that if he's on my team because then like you need him in 
you know, week 12 to 14, and he's, you know, pulling up with a hammy. Like, motherfucker, like, there goes my season. Yeah, he's just got to he's gotta stay on the field. I mean, he was okay about doing that his first two or three years, but it just seemed like last year he's kind of breaking down a little bit. I don't know if the that suspension talk early in the season, you know, got to him a little bit where he wasn't really prepared or something, but it just seemed like he broke down a little bit. We'll see. I mean, he's obviously he's, he's an exciting player. I love to watch him. I would love to own him on my team. I just don't think at the at where he's going, I'm ready to make that commitment. I'm with you. Do you think like being the wide like he's the hype there? I mean, you got Patty Mahomes. Don't get twisted, but like he with Kelsey, I th- I still think Terry Kill as like he's like the the Bryson DeChambeau guy. Like he's the home run guy. He's the oh yeah, he's a big big play. Do you do you think him being the wide receiver one bona fide hands down last I mean two seasons affects his play because I mean they're they're targeting him they're, as cornerbacks and secondary where they I mean as a Chiefs as like a Andy Reid, like, yeah, I'll, I'll just kill you with my pass-catching running back, or I'll kill you with my, my tight end that can catch a 12-yard 12 route, 12 route and then just, you know, bust it for 25. Like, do you think that, I mean... Because he's getting the top corner, you mean? Yeah, he's getting the top corner. He's getting the top safety over his head because he's the home run threat guy. I mean... Um, I don't know because I think his speed kind of counteracts. Like, you know, you throw Jalen Ramsey on him. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey's a really good corner, one of the best out there right now, but... He's not gonna be able to keep up with Tyreek. You know, Tyreek can blow by him, so it's just a matter of if he can get away from him. If he can get one step beyond him, then he's gone. And yeah. the safeties, you know, I think it's a Travis Kelsey effect there too, because him playing over the middle of the field, you set him up. You know, like you said, in that little twelve or twelve yard curl route right in the middle, of the safeties kind of got to step up there and almost guard that. And right. then you got Tyreek over the top or Miko Hardman over yep. top, Sammy Watkins, whatever. That's my thing. There's so many weapons there. I mean, that's it's it's hard. We we go down their list like. We just talked about, I think, separately, Miko Hartman dropping and, like, people picking him up. And, like, he's a stud, too. It's 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 tough to to, to say that Tyreek's worth a first-round draft pick. Well, just a little too pricey for me. I'm with you. I like it, though. I like talking about him, though. It's it's fun. He's a he's an he's interesting exciting. guy. Yeah, yeah. I know. Exactly. I like, him. I like him. I would love to have him, just not at his current price. All right, well, I'll stick to that, too. I feel like we haven't talked about – I'll stick to a wide receiver – we haven't talked about DeAndre Hopkins enough, I don't think. Yeah. This is my guy. Mm-hmm. There's been some talk that he's not going to get as much targets over in Arizona because of the, the core and he doesn't have D-Watt. I, I think not. I think he's going to have just if just the same or if not more with how Kingsbury runs his offense. And I I like him. I think he's a steal. He keeps dropping. He keep Him and Julio keep dropping, and I don't know why. There, there's nothing that this what bothers me about ADP is because these guys are dropping, but there's no rhyme or reason for it. Like Hulu drop, you know, drop because of what? What happened that makes old. him drop? Supposedly, but like what? What of last year showed that he lost this? You know what I mean? Like right, nothing. It's it's exactly and same thing with D Hop. It's like he we went through the list of who he played with because of Juju Smith and his bum ass season last year. It's like the. Having the having the quarterback doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter for D Hop, and I think having a, a second year guy, which that makes the learning curve. I think it makes it better because of freshman. You know, having your rookie season is hard, especially for a quarterback. But having that sophomore season, like uh, Patty Mahomes said, I didn't, I couldn't read the defense until like midway through my second season. Yeah, it's like fuck, dude. I think. Kyler Murray is going to find D-Hop. He's the bona fide one, and there's nobody else. I mean, you got Christian Kirk. Larry Fitzgerald is 40 years old. <laughs> you know what least. I mean? Like, he is 
He's there for a coach and for 20 to 38 yards a game. Right. Yeah, he's not going to be anything. I mean, Larry Fitz got 109 targets last year. Christian Kirk got 107 targets last year. They're, I don't I don't think they're each going to hit 100 this year. I think a lot of those are going to go to D-Hop. Like you're they were the, well, they were the best wide receivers on their team. They had nobody. You know what I mean? They had, was John Brown? No, John Brown went to Buffalo. It was uh, – who else do they have? They, had, you know, just, like they, well, they drafted Isabella and Akeem Butler, but neither of them really paid off. It was just like uh, what's it, Keyshawn Johnson, just yes. like just just some practice, you know, wide receiver four or five guys that are out there playing every snap. Some filling guys, and I'm like, you look at D Hop's stats. I mean, I don't think he's dropping off at all. I don't think there's any any rhyme or reason to say he is below. A wide, rec- the second or third wide receiver in fantasy. Um, I don't think he, that's. The, I don't think he has wide receiver one upside this year, just because switching teams, you know, younger quarterback, gotta get acquainted with them, get build that chemistry. But he's, I would still keep him in my top five. I just don't think like you don't think he's gonna have a hundred and fifty plus targets this year. Like he hasn't hasn't had hundred and fifty plus targets le- or less than hundred fifty plus targets since two thousand fourteen. They're gonna be the same. They're gonna be feeding him the rock. His skill set, because he catches everything. He does. He's the same thing, like I said last year. Those hamburger helper hands. With Mike Williams. is like, Kelvin Johnson was so good because he made Matt Stafford look so good. He can catch, his radius of his catch ability is insane. And D-Hop is the same way. There's been, obviously, you have the bums of the bums that were throwing him for four years to him. And he made them, I mean, he made Pro Bowls because of it. Like It's crazy to me that people are just knocking him. He's still 28 years old. He's gonna be a stud, and I don't know. I I see. I think it's just lack of. It's just so much disrespect to say that he's not gonna have a killer year this year. He's a top three to five wide receiver, hands mm-hmm. down this year, hands down. Yeah. Like you you put like you put like Chris Godwin like yeah he's sexy. They're the target share. I'm taking Hopkins over him all day. Yes, but the target share is not even close. Galladay's not even close. Mike Evans not even close. Like these guys don't see as much targets that I think D Hop's gonna get. He is going to get, I think, he might be wide receiver one. I mean, like, Michael Thomas is a stud. Don't get twisted. He gets a shit ton of targets, but their skill set is different where I think D-Hop is fast enough where he can change the way they throw the rock to Kyler Murray. Like, Kyler Murray throws the rock to him rather than Michael Thomas is more of a, a big body. Almost like a Larry Fitzgerald type where he can, like, use his body as a weapon right. to block off. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I like... I think we are lacking on talking about D-Hop enough. I think he's going to be a stud this year, and I wish I had him on my squad. Again, I did trade him last year, but it was desperation. You know, stinky clone. Yeah, and it, their defense is still, you know, rebuilding, still coming along. So they're going to have to score points. They're going to have to throw the ball. Exactly. I just – I had, like – I think last week I talked about this, like, with um, – God, who was it? It was DJ Moore. I'd say Carolina is going to be terrible. So they're going to have to throw the rock more. I'm like, I didn't realize, like, I really got to think about that all the time. Like, I, I'm a big ant. I'm going to talk about another guy that is not on our sleep. We talked about before is Chark. It's like, dude, they're going to be garbage. They're going to be a hot steaming pile of shit. But they're going to be down 21 points by, the you know, at least the second quarter. Right. Where they're going to be thro- throwing the rock all the time. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I might go, I might start thinking about drafting bad defenses teams. You know what I mean? Like. The receivers, maybe, not the running back. No, no, not the running backs, not the running backs. Which, they kind of, C-Mac's an anomaly because he can catch the rock just the same. Oh, yeah, he's, he's the whole offense. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, as a as D-Hop looking at this, rather than being in the Texans, being at a team that has a, a questionable defense, I think it makes his stock rise a little bit more. Mm-hmm. 
That's a, that's a good transition there, Chunk, because I got a next player I want to talk about here is Terry McLaurin. Ah, see, there we go. Wide receiver that's it. on a bad team. You know, any no competition out there in at the Washington None. football team. Uh, he's on a, Steven Sims is wide receiver two, or Gandy Golden, a rookie they brought in. Like they don't really who's wide receiver two? Steven Sims, I want to say, or Gandy Golden is their their rookie. Oh yeah, those guys. I, I know them. He's obviously super talented. Came in as the PPR wide receiver 29 in his rookie year. So not a bad year for all the ups and downs that that team went through at the quarterback position just overall. Haskins is named the starter. They just did that, I think, yesterday or the day before. Rivera. What do you feel about that? I think that's the best the best that they could do right now. I don't. Alex Smith is not ready. Kyle Allen is just there because he knows Rivera in his system or whatnot but i think haskins is the best they got my issue is this is like with ron rivera there who has been who has been his wide receiver i mean steve smith on his later years but other than that with ron rivera at the helm right I, but i think rivera is more of on the defensive side of the ball like obviously he has input on offense because he's a head coach but he's not calling the plays he's not you know run, running the off who's the oc over there again uh scott turner i believe north turner's son okay yeah okay well that, that makes you got that makes terry a little bit more juicier then. yeah i mean they did okay for what they had last year i mean uh haskins came in it was week nine was his first start well people shit on him he didn't play that bad he had shit games don't get twisted he's a rookie though but and he got he got put in a shit situation you know he wasn't he wasn't ready to start and they threw him in there yep you're right um but yeah after week nine terry averaged 10 half ppr points per game over the next six games with haskins so i mean 10 points yeah it's not anything special but if that's going to be terry's floor that's not bad you know for a dude his sophomore season so you Gotta see that things are gonna look a little better for him. And same with Haskins. You know, the the only way to go for Haskins is up. You can't get much worse than he had last year. I think with Rivera there, he's just overall, you know, has better control of the team. Seems like a player's coach type. You know, when they did that uh Amazon all or nothing on the Panthers and he was a coach. It seemed like all the guys loved Rivera and just got along with him great. So I think it's just a better it's a better culture forming there in Washington. Uh, at least from the head coach down on front office, a whole different story. But, I mean, Terry, he had some big games. You know, he put up a few 20-plus point games last year where he was going 100 yards and a touchdown or maybe a couple touchdowns. He's got the skill set. You know, he can do the deep ball. He can run the routes. His route running is very good for a sophomore receiver. But it's along those lines of where he's going to me is, you know, he's right around guys like Tyler Lockett, D.K. Metcalf, Keenan Allen, Chark, and Ridley are kind of guys either above or below him in the ranks right now. I just feel like I want those other guys more than him just because of their team situation. Just I think they're going to be better teams and be more scoring. Yeah, Washington might be down and they get those garbage time. So that's always good. But, you know, fantasy football, you want those touchdowns. And so I'm going to go those other guys over Terry. But I still think Terry's got a good year coming. Yeah, it's it's. It's one thing I like though that he you know he scored seven touchdowns though you know what I mean like I th- yeah. I think I think touchdown getting is it's hard like you know what I mean like there's people that just don't get them it's weird you know like it doesn't matter like how good they are they just don't get them in yeah, Julio Jones the end. example number one every time example that's my issue with him the entire time but somehow um, Scary Terry got seven tutties mm-hmm. his team is garbage. I like, like, he's rated, what, 19th right now? with Yeah, wide receiver 19, ADP, uh, the end of the fourth round. Yeah, I could see him dropping on some people's lists and where you could scoop him up in, like, maybe the fifth. But mm-hmm. that's a, He's got, like, this weird hype about him, I feel like, where, like, everybody wants him. 
And I just, I don't know. And it seems like everyone's going out and getting them like earlier than where I'm comfortable taking he's, them. So I, and that's why I haven't got them on any of my teams yet. He's got that Tyreek effect though, because he's a home run hitter. You know what I mean? Like he, well, last year he showed it. Like, I don't know. I feel like every fucking touchdown was a 40 yard bomb. Yeah. He had some big plays. I mean, there's a couple games, you know, he was up in, uh, I mean, this first game of his career, he went five catches, 125 yards and a touchdown. That's 25 yeah. yards per catch. You know, obviously it was, I mean, not obviously I don't remember, but there had to have been a huge play in there. He's got the The targets speed. need to come up, though. The targets need to come up. He's yeah. at 93 targets. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, you got to get, a, I mean. Yeah, he missed, he missed two games, so I don't know, maybe throw him 10 more targets. So 103 looks a little better, but still, he's still got to get up, you know, 120, I want to say, 130 range to be the, kind of the that alpha one receiver there. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I like him, but I can't do anything Washington this year. I mean, a, I, I just, they're a tough team to uh, to know what's going to happen. Definitely running for the, the number one pick. All right, dude, I'm going to go with another guy. Hit me. You hit Scary Terry. I'm going to go Tariq Cohen. Okay. I think the Italian Stallion uh has him on our on our uh big money league yes. <laughs> he's got uh the the duo back there Terry cohen and james white oh my same God. player just <laughs> two spots all right um i like Tariq this year though i think he especially with the injury with uh montgomery how bad his season was last year i think it's this one he's just dropping a lot i think that that's my that's why i like him this year i'm, I'm throwing him out here because we haven't talked to him because he's dropping to the point where you can pick him up, and he could be a steal. Yeah, he was the number 11 PPR in 20 Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's there. That's still in the basket. And with uh, Homeboy uh, injured, I think he is in line to get something like that. I think Nagy needs to fucking – this is Nagy's – this is my issue with this, is is Nagy's season last year. It was so bad play calling everything else. Like, you have a guy like this who, in 2018, you just said it, top 11 running backs, and he barely touched the rock, barely got was involved. It was a weird year for the entire program, the entire franchise. Um, I think this year, I put him on the list because of how he's dropping. Um, and their schedule is pretty fucking good. I'm looking at it right now. It's fifth easy. My issue with anything, he's 5'6". He's just tiny guy. I think with his down year last year, kind of push people off but he's falling so much where like you can pick him up and he might be the running back one there like you don't know like he is the darren sproles type guy where he can make big plays it's just it's it's just like washington where like you don't know about this franchise you don't know about the chicago bears and what their play calling is but with uh montgomery injured he might not play week one he and if you're drafting right now, I'm picking up Tree Cohen very I mean, high enough where and where he lies and it's like I think he might be good. I mean I, I my opinion is he might be a steal in the draft because just two years ago he was top eleven. I mean like what what the only thing that changed was the weird season and now they have Nick Foles as the quarterback. I think it's different. I I'm I'm big on Tree Cohen this year. I think he might be a steal. I'm putting him like big on him as a value pick not like big on him as like a fantasy like Mm -hmm. juggernaut but if he falls and he's your two slash flex on most of these things i'm happy with it if he if he balls the way i think he's gonna ball i feel i think he could be a good value as well he had uh you know he dropped in big plays that was his big thing from two years ago to last year he didn't have like he still he had 79 catches last year compared to 71 the year before so his catches were still there but he was 
300 less yards. So he just wasn't busting those big plays. And I do think that was part of just Matt Nagy's play calling, just not getting him in space or just not let him get out there. You know, they kept throwing him in the slot, you know, doing those little short, quick routes or a little screen or something. Like, get this dude out of the backfield. Let him line up against a linebacker. He does piss me off, though, dude. He he goes backwards a fucking shit ton, though. This motherfucker thinks he's Barry Sanders. Like, dude, come on, man. Just go fucking north and south. I know you're 5'6 and you're... You're shifty, but god damn, just get three yards when you get three yards. Don't fucking get ten yards minus. He needs to realize we're fantasy owners for a reason, motherfucker. Like, don't be getting us minus points, asshole. All right. We didn't know. We don't need no negatives out here. No negatives, man. I mean, Jameis Winston is a backup for a reason, man. Throwing goddamn too much picks. So I'll hit you with these next. My next guy or guys. Kind of cheated a little bit here. Uh, I got the San Francisco running backs, Raheem Mostert and Tevin Coleman. I feel like we haven't touched on this backfield enough. Um, it's it's a tough one for me to to you know break down. I can't touch him. Uh, Most Mostert is RB twenty four, you know, going end of the fifth round, and then Coleman is RB thirty eight, going in the ninth round. So you do got to pay up a little more if you want Mostert, which I think he's got a little more upside than Coleman. He showed that last year. He came became the starter. In week 13, he went off for 19 carries, 146 yards, and a touchdown. So just popped off right away. But in the next four games after that, when he was the quote-unquote starter, you know, he only averaged 11 carries for 58 yards. It's just the fact that he scored a touchdown every single one of those games after that. He scored in six straight games and the regular season last year. Mm-hmm. So to me, that just screams touchdown dependent. You know, it's going to be a split backfield. None of these... Even last year, you know, Mostert hit 74% snap share on that big week. And then after that, you know, he's back in the 50s. He was never getting that 80, 90% snap share that you want to see in a running back. I think that's kind of why he's RB24. You know, he's not up in the RB15 to 20 range because of that split. But man, he's just, he's so tough to, to grab because you never know. He could go out and get you 20 points or very easily could go out and get seven carries for 20 yards and give you four points. Like... Exactly. And that's the Kyle Shanahan offense, though. Mm-hmm. It's like they go for the hot hand. Um, that's why I like Tevin in this because he obviously he's fallen. Yep. I think he's a – I don't want to say I – I personally think he's a better running back. I don't know. I, maybe not because of the way it showed. But he was injured a lot last year. Um, Talent-wise, I think he's better, but – He's a straight-line runner, too. He's just straight. I think I think Coleman and Mostert are kind of – they're almost the same running back. But I think – Coleman's a little more balanced. He can he can catch a little bit better. It's like why then why keep both and like trade Matt Brado away? Like I feel like mm-hmm. you would trade one of them and then tra- and then keep Breda. Uh, you know what I mean? It's like I feel like though these guys. You're right. These guys are very similar comparative to like Matt Breda, who's I think a different shiftier mm-hmm. guy. And then they got Jarek McKinnon coming back too. You know they paid him a bunch of money two years ago to be their starter at the time. Obviously, he's had the ACL, and he didn't recover fully last year. But they're saying he's back now, and he's been working almost as the passing down back. So, I mean, Mostert or Coleman, if you get either one. You know, I got Coleman last weekend in the later rounds, and that's kind of where I've been going. You know, if I'm going to get one of these guys, it's usually Coleman because I'm not going to spend up to get Mostert in a starting spot. I'd rather just put Coleman on my bench. And that's I, – I, I love that pick rather than getting uh, Raheem Mostert because if McKinnon's in there, he's going to play. I mean, I'm sorry, like – Oh, yeah. Money talks. I mean, and if he's if he's he's viable, he's a fucking good running back. I don't mm-hmm. know how he is now with the with the ACL injury. I mean, but coming out of Minnesota, he was he was the the medicine. Like he was the 
Oh, he's, the a, guy. he's a great athlete. I mean, we'll see when recovering from ACL. You know, it took him two years to recover from that. But I remember him coming out. It was just like spark scores and all that stuff were like through the roof. Crazy. I, I like, I mean, it's a that's a frustrating backfield, but I get what you're saying. Um, But like, I think we we both think that Tevin's a more value pick. And yep. I would never reach for Raheem Mostert. I'm sorry. No, I don't think you can reach for either of these guys. I think that they're falling, you catch them, but they're just, I mean, it's, it's too many ups and downs in this backfield to be able to trust week to week. All right, you want me to get another one in? Yeah, let me get one from you. I'm, all right, this is another guy. Devontae Parker. Ooh, I haven't heard that name in a little bit. I like Devontae Parker a lot. This I think people are sleeping on him. A little bit. He's rated like wide receiver like 25. He was a top, uh, he was a wide receiver one last year. He was a top 12 receiver last, at the end of last year. That's what I'm saying. Like the way he was, but they, I don't know what because of, Preston Wilson or uh, Williams coming back, like you think he's gonna lose? After week four last year, the only person that had more targets than him um, was Michael Thomas. Mm. Yeah, he started getting peppered down the stretch. Like I think he's going to be a low key stud. Like I think he's going to be a sleeper upon sleepers. Yeah, and I mean. My thing is, if Tua Tua doesn't come in, this guy's gonna be an animal because Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he finds his guys and they heal pepper those guys, and he knows how to win fucking games. And Devontae Parker, he got drafted super high for a reason. He didn't. Granted, it's fucking Miami. They they've been a clusterfuck for a while when they drafted him. He's finally breaking into his own, and his skill set showing why they drafted him so high. Um, I like him a lot. I think he's going. People aren't talking about him for whatever reason, and he's dro- he's dropping to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I I like him too. I like it where exactly where he's going to. I think you don't have to spend a lot to get him. You know, you get him what like end of the fourth, fifth round. You know, that's a good spot to grab Parker. You know, maybe if you go running back heavy and you pull up Parker as your shoot. I don't, I don't want to say wide receiver one on your team, but. I don't know if I'd be that upset if he's my wide receiver one. If he can no. repeat a little bit of what he did last year, you know, I, I don't know if he can. I mean, he's got the talent to do it again. Obviously, he did it. He can do it again. But, man, yeah, if he oh. comes close to that again, he's going to be a steal in drafts. Well, that's the thing. is like Kenny Galladay is going up. He's going high. And I'm saying that the same stat line is, is Devontae Parker, and he's falling to the fourth and fifth round. I'm picking Devontae Parker over Kenny Galladay. I'm not reaching for Kenny Galladay if Devontae Parker is there in the fourth and fifth round. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's almost the same player. He had seven. He had, he caught seventy two catches. He had seventy two catches. Same thing as 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 uh, Kenny Galladay. It's, it's he's a home run threat as well. We had twelve hundred yards and fucking nine tutties though. Like these guy, he's six three, two hundred fifteen pounds stud, and like he's only twenty seven. I'm telling you, this guy is on the verge of being a wide receiver one, wide you know top top wide receiver two, and I think he's just falling through the cracks and. I would I I'm telling I told people in this league, I, I want him on my team. I think he's gonna be a stud. Yeah, I think that's a great comp with Galladay. I mean, they're almost Galladay's like an inch taller. If that, I mean, you never know what these dudes are actually listed at. But he had he had more catches, he had more yards. It was just he had two less touchdowns. That was it. Exactly. So yeah, you don't have to spend a second round pick on. You can wait. You know, end of the fourth, fifth round, and get the same player. It's kind of like we talked about with Hill and Amari. You know, instead of paying for Galladay, just take Parker later. Exactly. I'm right. Yep. I like that's that. why. I t- and people don't talk about him, so yeah, I don't want to talk about him. Um, I'm gonna throw another receiver. A lot of receivers here we haven't talked about, but goddamn, there's so many of them. Uh, is the old man himself on the East Coast, Julian Edelman. 
Wow. Uh, my big question is, are we underestimating him this year? I think we are because, I mean, like, to be honest, with Cam Newton there, who else is he throwing to? Right, and they released Sanu today. So who, I mean, it's, who else? It's Edelman, it's Nikhil Harry, and then it's Damian Bird, Jacoby Myers. Like, yeah, nobody. It's James White is probably going to be third on this team in targets. Oh. He's going to get peppered, I think. I think he's going to get pe- I think I like this pick because I like him a lot in fantasy. I swear to God, he's the he's the most – he will give you 12 to 16 points almost every week. Yeah, he's consistent. I mean, he's not going to – he's he's probably not going to win you a week, admittedly, but he's going in the sixth, end of the sixth round and usually kind of slipping a little bit be- – more than that, because people just are like, oh, there's no Tom Brady now. But they just named Cam the starters today as well out in New England. So he's definitely starting week one. And Edelman's really his only only target. And Edelman still can, can do it over the middle. He's still a great slot receiver. Maybe he's past his prime. He's 34 years old. He's been in the league a while. But in his last five full seasons, um, so it was five of the last six seasons, I think, because he had an ACL in there. But he averages out to the wide receiver 15 in those seasons. You know, he's not, it's not anything special, but he's going to, he's going to get it done. I mean, my thing is just like, I'm not taking a high risk guy. Okay. This, this is where he's falling at. What, wide receiver 30, 33? Yeah. Wide receiver 33 in ranks right now. Okay. So like if, He's falling around Marvin Jones, Will Fuller, AJ Green. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm picking Julian Edelman there because of your you just said like he is solid as can be. That's where like your pick that you you picked before what we talked about last week, your man crush on Jarvis Landry. <laughs> it's it's the same concept though. Yeah, same thing. You know what I mean? It's, it's just a, they're they're bona fide to get you points. Like you need points. If this is a, if you were in a necessity for points and not a home run threat person, we're like. We said before, like Tyreek Hill type. If you need someone that's going to guarantee you points, mm-hmm. Julian Edelman is that guy. Obviously, now especially more than ever. Now, I mean, like, right? There's no, there's nobody there. There's no like a, a Gronkowski. There's no, um, I, I mean, Aaron Hernandez. There's no Randy Moss. There's no Chris Hogan. Like these guys are not there. There's nobody. I mean, like Nikhil Harry played last year. I quote, I'm gonna air quote that played, yeah. but he didn't show us nothing. You know, it's like. It's Julian Edelman is wide receiver one in this offense. And with Cam Newton there and his shoulder ability, that 10 to 15 yard in is going to be juicy all day because who knows if he can throw it 40 yards. Yeah, I think Edelman's still, I mean, he's wide receiver 33, like we said. I think it's almost almost guaranteed he finishes above wide receiver 33 this year. Oh, my God. You think Michael Gallup is going to, have a better stat line than Julian Edelman, you must be fucking crazy. And Tyler Boyd, the same thing. You know, it's like... Same, yeah, it's the same players, and it just it's the consistency of Edelman, and you're going to get it every week. So why not take him at the end of six or sixth round, seventh round, eighth, wherever he falls to, all about it. Yeah, because he's falling. Because people don't... I mean, I mean, age is a thing, but... He still got it. We can't. He still got it. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, like, fucking Danny Amendola. We're fucking Detroit fans. The guy's still making rosters. Yes, sir. All right, who else you got over there, Chunk? All right, so I got Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I haven't heard that name on bed either. You know, he is falling into the the running back 10, 9 to eleven range. I mean, it's crazy to me that we haven't talked about him, but it's not crazy to me because. He does not get targets in the passing game. And to be honest with you, which my draft we just talked about last week, you need pass-catching running backs to win you games, to win you leagues, to win you weeks, to win you whatever you want. And he 
was supposedly a pass-catching running back, but they keep Jalen Richard, where they didn't need to keep. They brought in gadget guys in the draft. They brought in rugs. They brought in all the these pass-catching guys. I'm confused on him. I don't know what to, to, to make of Josh Jacobs. I want to like him. I want to say like he's worth that first-round pick. I can't say it, though. This is my guy. We're talking about him now because... I don't know where to put him, to be honest with you. I, I think, I, do I put him in front of Nick Chubb? Maybe. But, I mean, he's in the same situation. Like, they have Jalen Rashard. That, uh, Gruden's a fucking mystery to me. It's so weird what they're doing out there in uh, Las Vegas now. Almost said uh, Oakland again. If it was a normal coach and a shitty quarterback, like with uh, Derek Carr, eyeliner, Derek Carr. <laughs> I, I never heard that, but that's funny. It makes sense. <laughs> look at his fucking eyes. Dude. Look at his eyeliner on. He's got some bright eyes. And Jesus Christ. Put put the boner down. Hey, how you doing, DC? For how p- piss poor he's been this past, I think, year and a half, two years. He was like was great like three years ago for some reason. And now that he's like digressing. Um or regressing, not digressing. I digress. Um I think Josh Jacobs is in that same program. Like he they don't this whole like system is weird to me. Like I, I want to like be all in on Josh Jacobs, but with like their draft picks, with what they're doing philosophy wise, I don't know what to put on him. I, I want to put him in the top ten, but I can't. I, I I'm confused on what Gruden's doing. Mm-hmm. He was solid as fuck as a rookie. Don't get it twisted, but putting I think less than thirty targets in his hands when he was a pass catching guy in college. It's like, and then you 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 re-sign Jalen Rashard. I'm like, come on, man, like. Let this guy be the guy. Let this guy be the guy. And I don't think they are. No. And that's what bothers me about it. And it wasn't just signing Jalen Rashard. They signed, re-signed Jalen Rashard. They signed Devontae Booker, who was a running back yes. from Denver. Yep. Then they signed Theo Riddick. Then they drafted yes. Lynn Bowden. Then they drafted Harry Ruggs. They got Brian Edwards. They got Hunter Renfro. Tyler Williams is out. They got Nelson Aguilar. They got Jason Witten. Like they adding all these things to the passing game when they have Josh Jacobs there, who is supposed to be this, you know, like you said, coming out. He was a passing down, not all passing down. Like th- people thought he could be all down back. Exactly. He had it in his his whole game tape. I, I've watched it, and it's, this is what bothers me about him more than anything. It's like he, and then then fucking Mike Mayak comes out saying like, "Yeah, we're gonna utilize him in the pass." I'm like, "No, you're not. You just drafted thirty fucking wide receivers and another pass catching running back slash wide receiver right. that you don't you know where to put him." It's like you're lying to us, and that's what bothers me about Josh. I want to put him in my top ten running backs. Mm-hmm. I can't, and then people are drafting him so high. I'm like, "There's no way I'm drafting him that high." He's not worth that pick because of what his capabilities, not capabilities, but what their their ceiling is on him. Because they're giving him a fucking ceiling, and it bothers me more than anything. So, I mean, I think I said last week's when I picked at the end of at twelve and thirteen last week, I went Miles Sanders, Kenyon Drake, and uh, Josh Jacobs was my next guy in my queue. Basically, like he it was between them, but. Just the fact that I, oh. I don't know if he can be that three down. I know he can, he can talent wise be that three down back. I just don't think Gruden is ready to put him as that three down back. I want to see it first, and that's why I want those other two guys over. Well, that's my thing. Is like I put I he got picked up, but like Austin Eckler and Aaron Jones are similar to me and Josh Jacobs, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna use the Swiss Army knife before. I like what, what I don't know why because maybe it showed me something like with. Chris McCaffrey, like the ability of catching a ball just opens up the offense. And like having showing that last year and just seeing like how great he was as a fantasy running back 
and seeing Josh Jacobs and not they're not utilizing him in the the pass catching at all, it puts me into like all right then fuck him like I'm I'm not gonna draft him high I'm I'll draft a Kenyon Drake a Miles Sanders an Austin Eckler before I draft a Josh Jacobs for that reason and maybe that's not him maybe he can fucking catch the rock which I've seen but maybe it's the 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 Gruden offense which he has no control over but still I'm not gonna fucking draft you high right. I feel that. Uh, so I'll hit you with my last guy here, Philip Lindsay. I think he's another uh, disrespected player, just like Julian Elman was, man. He's going RB35, end of the seventh round. This is a dude coming off back-to-back, 1,000-yard seasons to start his career. 35 catches in those years, so not anything crazy, but definitely capable of catching passes. Uh, they brought in Melvin Gordon. Obviously, that's, the, that's why Lindsay is so far down. But, man, I was looking at Gordon's stats and stuff. And it's just, like I said, yards per carry early. It's just one little thing. But Lindsey's averaged 5.4 and 4.5 in his first two seasons. Dude, I'm, I'm not trying to... Dude, he is like a man crush of mine, dude. <laughs> the way he runs the ball is like when I have my son, I'm going to show him Philip Lindsey's game tape. I'm telling you. He's fast. He run, he, but he runs hard as fuck every time. There's nothing like that. He He's like the Russell Westbrook of... of the NFL, you know what I mean? Like where like he plays hard as full tilt, full tilt all the time, and I I respect that, and I feel like Denver kind of fucked him with that. Like he's not, the th- I mean he's undrafted, so he he's not the guy that like says like, oh f- you know fuck you, but like they kind of fucked him with pick, bringing in Melvin for some reason. I don't, I hate that. It was a weird sign to me as well. I mean Gordon's never he's top four yards per carry once in his five seasons. Like he's not of that great of a, of a runner at running back you know it's always his his touchdowns and his catches you know he's had 42 50 58 41 catches in the last four years so he he's definitely got the receiving upside that Lindsay might not have and that you know admittedly he's probably gordon's probably gonna be the passer down back and he's probably gonna be the red zone back he's been good in the red zone as well so obviously gordon is gonna i think have more points than Lindsay at the end of the season I just think that Lindsey's just being disrespected where he's getting drafted. There's no way Gordon is going to hold up another full season after, you know, he's dealt with injuries and he, I just, I think Lindsey needs to go higher than he is, but I'm very happy if I could get him in the seventh, eighth, ninth round. Oh yeah. I'm big Lindsey. I like Lindsey a lot. I'm telling you that guy, Melvin's a good, I mean, he's a Wisconsin guy. Don't get twisted. Like he, he can run, but like you said, like last year rode me the wrong way when he came in, like, he looked like shit the entire he year. Very and I, rusty and just not a lot of juice left. No. And then you see a guy like Phil Lindsay who were, I'm telling you, every time he catches the, he has the ball in his hand, he is full tilt. And you're like, there's a difference between them and like film. Like there's a difference between them. Even, even in like, it's a four yard carry between both of them. There's a difference, mm-hmm. and it's I, I'm with you. I like Phil Lindsay a lot. I'm a big Phil Lindsay guy. And he's doing this on like half the snaps too. I mean, he's been sharing with Royce Freeman this whole time. So if Gordon just comes in and plays that Royce Freeman role, you know, maybe maybe he gets sixty percent, Lindsay gets forty percent, just because of the name value or whatnot, and they paid him. But he's putting up a thousand yards on half the snaps. He might be able to do it again. Yeah, I mean, why not? I think that's the thing is like he's undrafted. Like he has no. Oh, he's shit. Pay- he's playing to get paid. Hell yeah, he has no ego. Like he's fucking going hard every single time for that reason. Yep. Love that shit. All right, hit me with your last one. This is funny to me that I'm I'm saying his name. Uh, Cortland Sutton. Okay. What is your? Th- I don't know. He's a oh man, he's a tough one for me. Super tough. This is my issue with him. Is like you have Judy there. All right, but what he showed out he. What 
all his hype, he's getting drafted. I, this is just crazy. He's getting drafted before T.Y. Hilton. He's getting drafted before D.K. Method. He's getting drafted before um, Keenan Allen sometimes. He's getting drafted before um, Julian Edelman that you just mm-hmm. talked about. Before Parker, too. Before Parker. This is my warning with people that like Corlin Sun. Yeah, he finished out with top five targets. He finished out wide receiver four. 19. Yikes. Yeah, yeah, that's not... I feel like he's in that Devontae Parker, Kenny Galladay type of player where it's just like a lot of big plays, a lot of deep passes. And to me, this is my warning. This is not my guy I like. This is my warning to people. Is like he has Jared Judy there who is a route running scouts were oh. nutting over his route run oh, like he says nasty. they were the best for a decade yeah he ran a 4-4 nobody gives a shit his route running they says like look at keenan allen it's the same concept it's like it don't matter how fast you go is it's jerry is jerry rice dude it's like yeah how how quick you can get off those cuts man you find an opening with Jared Judy there, with Noel Fant coming into his second year, I don't think Cortland Sutton is going to be a top 20, I would say top 30, I'm going to put him at, I'm going to put him at 32. This is my, this is my ranking on him, which is, is fine, but he's going at top 20. Yeah, he's going too early. And so this is my, this is my issue with him is like, we yeah, your boy, your quarterback, you know, he talked shit. He, you know, he did his whole thing with Jeezy, you know, do it, you know, he yeah. rapped and all that shit. It's still just a rookie. Rookie, there's, so, like you said before, you had Philip Lindsay, you have Melvin Gordon, you have Noel Fant, you have um, Jared Judy now. These guys are going to be there. I don't think Corlin Sutton is that guy. He had a great year last year. Don't get twisted. He had a great year. But like you said before, Josh Gordon had one great year as well, and people nodded over him. I don't see Cortland Sun being a top thirty wide receiver in this league. I'm sorry, and I'm saying it right now. And maybe I'm, you know, get buff fucked by this later. But he is going. It's a hard road. I I don't see him doing what he did last year. He was a sneaky pick. I wish I picked him up. Six four. He's a big body. Two fifteen. Um, obviously young cat SMU guy. Um, but I don't see him doing what he did last year. This year, and people are reaching for him. Because of KJ Hamler, who they picked up to. But again, it's like, why'd you pick up two wide receivers? You know what I mean? It's like, why you got, why you do that? And they drafted another tight end and they signed a running back. It's just like they're bringing a lot of mouths to feed there. And it's a lot of mouths to feed by a quote unquote rookie quarterback. So it'd be his first full season. I'm with you, man. I think, I think Sutton's a great player and I think he's, he's going to be good. I just, I don't know. I'm not ready to draft him where he's at, like you're saying. No. And, he is, um, and that's why I didn't draft Kenny Galladay. It's like these guys are—I don't want to say like—they're great guys, they're great players, but I would say they're good players, not great players, but they're good players. Where I, I want them to be—they're—they're not—they're the type of guys that are not gonna get the D Hop target share though. Like that's the thing. It's like their abilities are not the same as D Hop. Like their speed, their yeah. their route running ability. The Corlin Sun's not gonna break it off. Even like Keenan Allen, I think like people are. Tr- if people draft Corlin Sutton over Keenan Allen, I got an issue with that. I think I mean Keenan Allen's a stud. His route running ability is is slim to none compared to anybody else in this, in this business. And Corlin Sutton is young, excuse me, young, but I don't see him doing that. And his stat line shows that he's not doing that. And you know what? I'm just staying away from Corlin Sutton. I feel it, man. I feel it. All right, folks, dude. We have football next week, hey. and this means one thing. 
We're going to have so much shit to talk about. We're going to go over all our teams, all our rosters, who did great, who did shitty. And my thing is this, we have stuff to talk about. This is it. (laughs) Yeah, no more what ifs. What? No more what ifs and stuff. We've been pulling bullshit off the entire time. We have nothing to talk about. We're making. I'm making Corlin Sun things. I. Who gives a flying fuck? My thing is this: football's back, baby. This is it. We're gonna watch this play out, and then we're gonna talk about it. It's gonna be great. Yes, sir. I can't wait, man. I just wanna. I just wanna see it on the big screen. And fuck everybody that's trying to bet me right now. Side bets alone. I'm going to win every single side bet. My team is juicy as fuck in fantasy. Just don't get it twisted. You gum. You youngins. You're just dumb. You're you're young, dumb, and full of not cum. You're full of whack-ass rum because you just drink on bullshit. And you guys are terrible. Kamish. Send me off, man. I'm getting. I'm out of here. Hey, just make sure you get some screenshots of that. You know, you don't want. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't do that. Oh no, I didn't do that. So keep your read receipts, man. Yes. All right, we'll catch y'all next week with some real news, real football, real news, real football, baby. Let's go. Out. Peace. Out.